discover the power of positivity. Identify your gifts. Then plan and execute your passion. And ultimately, thrive exponentially in life. And most importantly, in business. On Sudden Eye Impact. With your host, Lee. The environment put me in greater than, greater than. The circumstances that I'm faced with greater than, greater than. The environment put me in greater than, greater than. The circumstances that I'm faced with greater than. You're live with your host, Lee, coming to you from the DFW Metroplex on the sophomore project. The Experience, Volume 6, The Element of Surprise, Part 2. Now, this is a special show. This is uh, my second show, a spinoff show of my original show, The Sutton Eye Impact Show. And this show deals goes a little bit deeper uh, into spiritual, mental, physical, and financial phenomena. So I'm going to start off today by talking about becoming the observer. And what I mean by becoming the observer is I want you to become cognizant, become aware of your behavior, your habits, your actions, and your inactions. Why would we be doing this? The reason that we will be doing this is because if you don't like the life that you're currently leading, this will reveal to you why you're getting the outcomes that you're currently getting and the results that you're currently getting and why you have been receiving the outcomes and the results that you have always received. So you can begin to study anyone and you basically will be able to tell what their subconscious programming is, what their unconscious programming is, and what their subjective mind programming is simply by their output, their outcome, and their results. Let's go and dive deeper. What do I mean by this? What I mean by this is you will be able to see clearly what this person is believing, what this person is habitually thinking, what this person is habitually expecting, and what will also be resonant is their fear level and their faith level, or lack thereof. Let's take thinking as an example. All the scholars... All the spiritual leaders, past, present, and in the future, have argued about all types of things, all types of subjects, all types of philosophies. They've argued about everything. And there's only one thing that there's a consensus alignment or consensus agreement or majority agreement. And on this one thing, they all agree. All the scholars, they agreed upon and established that we become 
what we think about. So in the good book, the Bible, uh, one of the greatest books ever written, one of the greatest success manuals ever written, Solomon in Proverbs 23, 6 said, As a man thinks, so he is. And I piggyback on that, and I add to it, as a man continues to think, so he shall be. So we're talking about spiritual, mental, physical, and financial phenomena. So if we look at what Solomon said in Proverbs 23, 6, as a man thinks, so he is. And my addition to that, as a man continues to think, so he shall be. We can deep dive into that. And this show, The Sophomore Project, The Experience, Volume 6, The Element of Surprise, Part 2, is part of a show that only happens once a month. Why? Because we deep dive and we go to the core. We go beneath the surface and we turn over rocks. We leave no stone unturned. So back to the message at hand. As a man thinks, so he is. This is not talking about what you're thinking with your conscious mind. Even though, for the most part, we are asleep and need to be awakened, as we're going out through our normal day, normal operating procedures, as we're getting in our car and we're driving to work, or we're driving back home from work, or we are driving to get lunch on our lunch break, so on and so forth, we think thoughts. But those are just random thoughts. You know, sometimes it's our thoughts. Sometimes it's our supervisor's thoughts. Sometimes it's our peers' thoughts. Sometimes it's our mother and father's thoughts or siblings' thoughts. Um, everything is fighting you for your mind. So you're having these thoughts, but those thoughts don't contain that much power, or I would say between 1% to 5% of the power. The thoughts that I believe that Solomon and all the spiritual leaders and masters and teachers and healers throughout time they're not talking about the thoughts that are in your conscious mind. They are talking about the thoughts that are buried within your subconscious mind, your subjective mind, your unconscious mind. Why is this important? Because it is here that 95% of the power is held. That is why so many people are stuck. That's why you have, let's take poverty. Uh, they said that poverty goes between four to six generations. So the grandparents had it. The parents of the grandparents had it. Then you come down to the parents having it. And then you come down to the child having it. It could stop there at the fourth level, but then usually the child has it. That's the fifth level. 
and then that child child has it. That's the sixth level. So you see poverty going through six generations. Why is that? The reason that that happens is because from the time that you're in the womb, the last trimester of your mother's pregnancy, through the age of seven and as far as the age of nine, beliefs, thoughts, expectations, traditions have been downloaded into you. You couple that with your environment, and it's plain and clear to see why you continue to receive the results, the output, and the outcomes that you are currently receiving and that you have previously received. Now, in order to change this, it's all on you. You have to assume, you have to assume 100% responsibility for your life, 100% accountability for your life. One man used to say it this way, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to what happens to you. Diving further into this. So these beliefs have been downloaded into you. Basically, the subconscious does not recognize what is true or what is false. It just accepts. So there's things buried down inside of you that you may not be aware of, and you're going to have to purge them. You're going to have to purge them, identify them, then work with them and work through them to evict them out of the precious real estate of your subconscious mind. Why is this important? This is important because your subconscious mind is linked to the superconscious mind, which is connected to infinite intelligence. I'm going to say that one more time. This is important because your subconscious mind is connected to the superconscious mind, which is connected to infinite intelligence or one and the same. So while we're on that point, there is no separation. There is one universal mind, and we're all derivatives of that mind. With that being said, there are set spiritual laws, set spiritual principles, set natural laws that are in place that work regardless of whether you're aware of them, you believe them, or you cooperate with them or within them. does not matter. It's law. Just like electricity. Electricity can light your house. It can cook food. It could also kill you. You see, in and of itself, it's neutral. You know, it doesn't recognize good or bad. So with that being said, these spiritual laws, these spiritual principles and natural principles are here. And whether or not you honor them, believe in them, respect them, does not matter. They still function all the same, all the time, 100% of the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 
365 days in a year is working the same. Another example of that, the Wright brothers, they figured out how to fly, okay? That idea was given to several people before them, but they moved on the idea and continued to work with the idea until they got the end result that they truly desired, which was to create a better form of transportation uh, for all people to far lengths away. So the plane was established uh, when they worked through everything and got their complete product, but that same exact thing could have been executed hundreds of years or thousand years before because the idea was given to multiple people. But the Wright brothers moved on it and stuck with it until they got their desired result. So it is with you. And given the example of electricity, it's natural. You can light the house and cook the food, and it can also electrocute you, kill you. It's the same principle that works different ways. Another example of this, you know, if you don't quite connect with that, it doesn't resonate with you, is the law of gravity. I mean, if you get on top of a building, a five-story building, and you jump off, it's guaranteed. It's spiritual law. It's spiritual principle. It's natural law. You're going to hit the ground. And the chances are you won't survive. So that's the law of gravity. I mean, the law of gravity is not good or bad. It just is. So that's why I'm saying you're going to have to become the observer. You're going to have to take 100% responsibility for your life. You're going to have to take 100% accountability for your life. You are giving two gifts, mind and speech. And with these powerful resources, through the creation process, you can create whatever you desire, whatever you require, whatever you strongly are attracted to. You can create it. Now, the good news is and the bad news is it's all on you. You have to do the work. No guru, no superstar, no celebrity, no form of God, however you see God uh, or universe can do the work for you. You have to do the work, and then you will receive aid and assistance from known and unknown resources. You know, you're going to have to go beyond your environment, meaning beyond your five-sensory data or uh, hear, see, smell, taste, and touch. You're going to have to get over there into the sixth sense. Some people call it faith. Um, but there are other tools and resources that's on your tool belt that you may not be aware of. And these set of tools work in agreement with faith, and they are called imagination, intuition, memory, perception, reason, and will. And as you see, I noted in there, one of the six things is memory. A lot of us are using our memory against us. We're only choosing to remember the bad stuff or what we interpret as bad. 
that's why we keep going into these vicious cycles of repetitive failure. You know, um, you get a breakthrough and the washer breaks down. So you end up using that blessing to get a new washer or you get a, a, a medium breakthrough and then your car was recently paid off and it breaks down. So you're, you're frustrated and you say, well, I just paid the darn thing off. And so instead of you getting it fixed again because of the fear that it'll break down again, you go get a new car and you lock yourself back into a payment. Whereas if you would have fixed that car you just paid off, you wouldn't have a payment. And maybe instead of making that $500 payment, at least you could take half of that $250 and begin to pay yourself, you know, in a um, savings account or um, some type of safe investment uh, that's safe that will get you, you know, 6 to 7% interest or whatnot. And then you can use the other 250 you know, maybe you could take $125 and put it in a contingency fund in case anything happens around the house or anything comes up. And then $125 you can use um, to award yourself, something like that. It, it's not drawn to scale, but it's just an example. And this is why we're working with your thinking, your believing, your expecting, and getting you to align with faith. You know, because faith, when it begins to work for you, it does not come back until the job is done. So whatever faith goes after, it comes back with that result. It comes back with that output. It comes back with that outcome. Faith is no joke. When you get into real faith, faith does not come back until the job is done, period, point blank, in the discussion. Faith doesn't make excuses. Faith makes it happen. So becoming the observer, that's why we have to begin to work with your thinking. See, there's a such thing as right thinking, and there's a such thing as wrong thinking. Or uh, better terms, uh, there's a such thing as accurate thinking and inaccurate thinking. Um, different words resonate with different people, so I'm going to teach it multiple ways. But you do have to become aware of what you're thinking. And a good practice, you're going to have to make time for it. You got to begin to demand and take back control of your time. Just just get a simple notepad or a note card. Write down a different area, you know, maybe your job, and write down what you think about your job. Like, don't let it shock you. Write down what you really think about your job, and then you begin to identify different thoughts, different feelings different emotions, and different beliefs about your job. And then it will be like an aha moment, and it will be revealed to you why you are not moving up the ladder of success or why you haven't gotten those promotions that you are qualified for and you're already doing the job for. It's your thinking, you know? And see, with your thinking and your believing comes internal dialogue, internal monologue, inner conversations, self-talk, and auto-suggestions. So now you see that, hey, my boss doesn't have an issue with me. I have an issue with myself, 
and I'm projecting that out on the screen of space, and my boss is picking up on that, and he's reacting based on that. So you're blaming your your boss because you have the credentials, the pedigree, the experience, the education uh, for the promotion, but you don't quite understand, you don't quite comprehend why the promotion has been passing by you. Oh, so-and-so got the promotion. I have more experience than her. Uh, I have more education. Uh, I work for multiple companies. I'm doing an excellent job. Well, if you drill down into it and deep dive into it, you'll begin to see, based off of what you wrote on that notepad or that note card, that you got some wrong thinking going on. You got some inaccurate thinking going on. So that's creating... uh, an incongruent attitude and the wrong mood being exuded by you that your boss is reacting to. And it's all based off of you. And even more enlightening than that, that aha moment is the fact that you don't even know that you are silently or out loud speaking this stuff into existence with your Internal dialogue, internal monologue, your self-talk, your auto-suggestion, your frustrations being expressed. This goes really, really deep, folks. You know, um, that's why it's important to be able to express yourself. What you hold in, what you keep down, it has to come out. There is no such thing as keeping it in. At some point, it's going to boil over, like the tipping point, and all that frustration, all that guilt, all that underappreciation, all of those feelings and emotions have to come out somehow, some way. That's why it's important. Like I say, get a notepad, get a three-by-five note card, uh, get a recorder. You're going to have to speak this stuff out. And what you'll come to realize, it'll be enlightening to you, it'll be unbelievable to you at first, is that you are the one standing in your own way. You are the one that's keeping yourself stuck. You are the one that's being excuse-driven. There's something wrong with everybody else, and there's nothing wrong with you. You are the one blaming your boss, and your boss is just reacting off of your thoughts, your beliefs, your expectations, your expressions. Your words. So you're going to have to go back in and re-engineer those thoughts to make those inaccurate thoughts become accurate thoughts. And when you do this, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, things will begin to happen in your life, and you would think that you had a genie and that magic was happening. No, it's the way it works. You have to figure out how reality works and then begin to come into alignment with it. And it's all based off of your believing, your thinking, your speaking, your expecting, your actions and inaction. See, when you get total clarity around this and you go re-engineer those thoughts, you re-engineer your beliefs, you re-engineer your expectations, you take control back over your time and control back over your life and become responsible and accountable, you'll clean up your life in no time. Yes, there is a gestation period. But when you do the work, everything else is a byproduct. So I caution you to become the observer. Write down your thoughts. 
evaluate those thoughts and reevaluate those thoughts. Get those thoughts right. Get those beliefs right. Get those expectations right. And begin to take inspired action. And I'm telling you, you'll create a whole new you. And it's called the creation process. This is the way it happens, folks. For From the CEO to the athlete to the everyday person, this is how reality is happening. It's all based off of your beliefs. It's all based off of your thoughts. It's all based off of your expectations. It's all belief. It's all based off of your faith. It's not off. It's not based off of five sensory data. I'm not saying totally ignore that, but I'm saying have dominion over that. You have control over that. You know, those uh, truths overrule facts. Facts don't overrule truths. That situation, like you can be temporarily out of cash. Yeah, that's a temporary situation, but you can make it stay longer than it needs to stay, or you can make it permanent or indefinite. Based off of your believing, your thinking, and your expecting, your actions and inaction. So the most important part that I'm trying to drive home to you is to write down your thoughts, reevaluate your thoughts. You're going to have to purge those thoughts and, and boot those thoughts, evict those thoughts out of your subconscious mind. They are holding up, occupying precious real estate within your subconscious mind, which is unlimited. And when you do this, ladies and gentlemen, your life will change like someone snapped their fingers. Begin to watch your words. Begin to watch your moods. You know, how you feel. What emotions are you expressing? This is powerful stuff. Based on this, just becoming the observer and just looking over this right now, right here, right now, or immediately after this broadcast, you, it will be clear to see what's going on. If you're in a negative vibration, negative bandwidth, negative frequency, you're going to attract negative events in your life. This is how reality works. But if you get in the mood and attitude of gratitude, you can begin to attract the opposite. It's the law of polarity. You can begin to attract positive things and positive situations and conditions. You're live on the Sophomore Project, The Experience, Volume 6, The Element of Surprise, Part 2, with your host, Lee, coming to you from the DFW Metroplex. Uh, you can now subscribe where you can receive unlimited shows, past, present, and future. Uh, if this show is resonating with you, um, if it's helping you uh, change your life for the better or change your life for the best, uh, please uh, consider uh, joining as a member. Um, also, we'll be having a uh, donation button coming soon. Um, you know, support uh, the show uh, to help keep it on the air um, will be a positive. Um, I know it's definitely impacting lives in a positive manner, and it's just sharing information and um, each one teach one and just helping people uh, begin to create the lifestyle that they really uh, desire and that they would enjoy um, actually living. Uh, it's not just for a select people or a separate person or a privy group of people. It's for anybody that will work the spiritual, principle, spiritual principles and natural laws. Uh, it can happen for anyone. Uh, there is no exclusives 
Uh, the laws are neutral. The principles are neutral. Whoever works the principles, whoever works the spiritual laws, uh, reap the benefits. Uh, it's, it's the law of cause and effect. It's the law of sowing and reaping. Uh, it's the law of polarity. Uh, some people call it the law of attraction. It's all of that. Um, and the way that you begin to operate in this is really figuring out for yourself on an individual level how reality works. And it starts with becoming the observer, uh, writing down your beliefs, writing down your thoughts, writing down your expectations, and asking the question, are these my beliefs? Are these my thoughts? Are these my expectations? And then beginning to work with and work through those beliefs, those thoughts, those expectations, um, and watching your words, uh, looking up the words that you speak to get the the real meaning uh, so that you become aware that loose lips sink ships. Um, you know, go to the library, look at a 1828 Webster's Dictionary or order one from Bars and Nobles, uh, books a million. Um, get your hand on that dictionary and begin to look up the words that you've been speaking and course correct and change the words that you're speaking because uh, everything is relative. Everything is important. Everything is a catalyst in this creation process. Becoming the observer is important. Um, I want to talk to you about believability. Um, believability has a lot to do with how you are currently coming out. And what I mean by that is your output uh, the results that you're receiving in each of the five key areas of your life. You know, how are you doing uh, health-wise? How are you doing relationship-wise, meaning loving relationships-wise, uh, friendship-wise, and then social relationships-wise, meaning uh, in your current job role and if you um, have multiple sources of income, you know, how, how, how is your relationships going? Are they stuck? You know, are they continuously growing? Are they prospering? Are they flourishing? Are they thriving? Um, how are you doing in your finances? How are you doing in your relationship with money? Um, how are you doing in time freedom? Like, are you able to do the things that you really desire to do? Are you able to pamper yourself? Are you able to uh, do something fun and exciting that replenishes you? Are you able to get the proper rest, all of this comes into play. It's all part of the equation in this creation process. The lifestyle that you lead is depending upon these things, believing, thinking, speaking, expecting, actions and inaction, faith. Everything is relevant. Um, this show is covering simple things, um, simple things that are profound, you know, um, it's about implementing what you learn. It's about appropriating what you learn. It's about integrating what you learn. Um, everything is relative. Everything is important. Um, everything is key. So becoming the observer is important, which brings me to the next uh, part that I want to go to. Mindset. Attitude and 
habitual mood. These things are influencing to a large degree whether or not you are able to enter autotelic or I'm a big-time basketball fan, uh, former player. In basketball, we call it the zone. And basically what it means is, you know, when a shooter gets hot and he feels like everything that he throws up is going to go in. Or most of you may know it as flow state, um, you know, where everything is just smooth and everything is just like everything I touch turns to gold. It's like bringing heaven to earth. It's meshing, fusing, integrating the fourth dimension into the third dimension. Everything becomes now. You become present right here, right now. And you know that everything already exists. You see people with the stuff. So you know that it exists right here, right now. Maybe it's a Maybach SUV. You know, maybe it's the new electric Tesla. Maybe it's an Audi Coupe. Maybe it's a Cadillac CTS. Maybe it's a Range Rover. Maybe it's a dream home. Maybe it's a beachfront condo in Los Angeles or Miami. All of the stuff exists now. You're not waiting on anyone or anything. It's waiting on you. So in becoming the observer, as you've documented your thoughts and you begin to case study your thoughts, case study your beliefs, case study your expectations, begin to observe the words that you're speaking all of this, and then you go in and you re-engineer it, you you start to say what you truly desire, what you truly require, or what you would like, or what you would love, this is a game changer. You will see your life begin to line up uh, and basically appropriate these specific things uh, that you say you want. You just got to work with the laws. You got to work with the principles. You have to have the accurate thinking. You have to have the congruent feelings, you know, express the right emotions, speak the right words, you know, expect good things to happen. Release your faith, because remember, faith doesn't come back until the job is done. Once you get in faith, faith is is a well-oiled machine. It's going to make it happen. So understand that your mindset, your attitude, your your constant, consistent attitude, and your habitual mood is influencing what can happen for you and to you and through you. It, it's a, it's a, it's affecting it. So, and essentially, when you begin to do this, you begin to identify the things that have been keeping you stuck, the type of thoughts that are keeping you stuck, the type of beliefs that are keeping you stuck the type of expectations that are keeping you stuck. You know, um, you're going to have to feel deserving of these things. You're going to have to feel worthy of these things. You're going to have to begin to think, I am enough. 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 You're going to have to let go and release your excuses because either you can make excuses or you can make progress, but you can't do both. You know, it's a simple thing, and I'm going to repeat it. You can either make excuses or you can make progress, but you can't do both. You have to begin to inspect what you expect. That's what this is about. 
putting down the beliefs that you believe, finding out if they're your beliefs or do they belong to someone else. Write down the thoughts that you're thinking. Figure out, are these your thoughts or are these somebody else's thoughts? And remember, we're not talking about on a conscious level. We're talking about on the subjective level. We're talking about on the subconscious level. We're talking about on the unconscious level. Because there's stuff in there that shouldn't be in there that's occupying precious real estate. Remember, the subconscious is connected to the superconscious. The superconscious is connected to infinite intelligence, or it's one and the same. So it's being projected out. And everybody's reacting off of you. So you're getting not what you want, but what you feel that you deserve. Let me say that again. We don't get what we want. We get something that's congruent with what, who we are. So you are receiving on your level, level of deservedness. You're receiving on your level of worthiness. You have to begin to think, I am enough. You have to begin to think that that's for me. This is for me. That's for me. This is for me. That's for me. It's not privy to an exclusive elite group of people. It's for whoever will work the principles. It's for whoever will work in harmony with the universal laws. It's for whoever will work in congruency, in flow, with natural laws. Now, believability. In the good book, it was always said that, you know, according to your belief, be it unto you, or do you believe that I'm able to do this? So your level of belief has direct proportional impact on what you are able to receive. So when I talk about deservedness and I talk about worthiness, this is how your belief is being expressed. And that's why you are attracting what you are attracting based off of your believability. There's no fake in the phone. You're receiving everything on the level that you're believing on. You are receiving everything on the level that you are believing on. You are receiving everything on the level that you are believing on. If you raise your belief, <clears throat> you can receive more. If you lower your belief, you're going to receive less. If you keep the same belief, you're going to stay on that same level. So let's talk about flow state. See, in flow state, you're cool, calm, and collective. You're practicing the art of allowing, and you're practicing the art of receiving. Everything is just happening, systematic. You know, there is no anxiety, there is no fear, there is no doubt, there is no indecision. You know, there is no negative emotion. You're just calm, cool, collective, tranquil. You're going with the flow, you know, and you're experiencing like bliss, you know, a calmness, a serenity, the tranquility. All of this is happening in the state of flow or autotelic or being in the zone. That's why we're supposed to think right, feel right, think right, feel right, think right, feel right, believe right. Or a more better word for some people is think accurately, believe accurately, feel accurately. 
You know, you don't have time to be wallowed up in negative emotion or in conflict and in strife with people. You got to operate out of love, you know, forgive them, disconnect from that. Where your energy, where your attention goes, your energy flows. 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 So begin to to focus your energy on what you want. Begin to concentrate your energy on what you want. You know, you don't have time to be concentrating and focusing on negativity. You don't have time for that. In order to move forward and advance, you're going to have to believe something different. You're going to have to say something different. You're going to have to see something different. You're going to have to visualize something different. You're going to have to emotionalize something different. That is the only way through learning how reality really works that you're going to be able to change your life. No one can change your life for you. They can assist you. They can aid and assist you. You're going to have to change your life. You are the chief operative power. You are the chief financial officer. You are the chief executive officer of your life. No one can't do it for you. They can give you step-by-step how to do it, but you have to do the work. There's no free lunch. There's not a guru that can come Change your life for you, magically. No, it's going to take effort. It's going to take work. It's going to take persistence. It's going to take consistency and constancy. It's going to take commitment. This is how you change your life. Now, I'm not saying that you have to go at it by yourself. You may need a coach. You might need a teacher. You might need a facilitator. But you can change your life one belief at a time, one thought at a time, one expectation at a time, one belief based word at a time. That's how it happens. And through writing down your thoughts and writing down your beliefs and writing down your expectations and then re-engineering them, meaning changing them the way that you really want it to be, you know, for success and for thriving and flourishing instead of struggling, then that's how you change your life, you know? It's through these observations, becoming the observer and writing down your thoughts, writing down your beliefs, writing down your expectations. It will be an aha moment for you. It will be revealed to you why you are where you currently at and then why you got the results that you previously had gotten before that and why you're continually getting what you're getting right now. And in order to change, to get a new and better result or a more improved result or the best result, you're going to have to work with your beliefs. You're going to have to work with your thoughts. You're going to have to work with your expectations. You're going to have to work with your speech. These things are necessary. They are essential. This is how you change your life. Now, you've been live on the sophomore project. The Experience, Volume 6, The Element of Surprise, Part 2, with your host, Lee, coming to you from the DFW Metroplex. I'm requesting that whoever the content resonates with, that you become a member 
so you can listen to, you know, all of my more than 100 uh, previous shows and future shows uh, coming in the near future. I have a donate uh, donation button uh, where you all can uh, support the show and keep the show on the air. Um, you know, hopefully uh, this resonates with you and it's helping you to uh, alter your life, change your life, transform your life for the better. And I will say, this is the completion of this show. And until the next time, continue to accurately think, continue to accurately believe, continue to accurately expect. And I'm going to leave you with some quotes. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, a man becomes what he thinks about all day long. Buddha said, a man is the sum total of his thoughts. Earl Nightingale said, the strangest secret is we become what we think about. And lastly, I'll leave you with the words of Henry David Thoreau. If one advances confidently in the directions of his dreams, and indeed is to live the life which he has imagined, he will meet with success unexpected in common hours. Henry David Thoreau. School of Self-Transformation. I want to talk to you about the principle of self-awareness. Self-awareness is about being aware of self, becoming aware of higher self. What I mean by that? Well, I want you to become aware of what are you believing about yourself? What are you thinking about yourself? What are you expecting of yourself? How do you release faith for yourself? And the way that we're going to do this is I want you to begin to write down on a level with zero being the worst and 10 being the best possible result. Where is your self-awareness? How do you rate yourself? And then I'm going to give you key content that can help you raise your level of self-awareness. Self-awareness will help you Awakening, because for the most part, we are asleep. And what will validate this is that if we weren't asleep, we wouldn't do a lot of the things that we do. For example, if we were thinking, most of the stuff that we do throughout our day, we wouldn't do it. That validates that we're not thinking or we're not thinking accurately, we are asleep. Um, our mood, how we feel. If we were awakened and we are aware, we just wouldn't let our emotions or our feelings dictate to us. We, it would be vice versa. We would dictate our feelings and our emotions. Like we would determine and we would make a decision 
on how we were going to feel for the day. Then the same thing with expectation. We wouldn't just take whatever comes to us, you know. We would put a mandate on our expectations, like we would expect good things to happen. Um, yes, we will have learning experiences, and we'd have to look for the silver lining in those learning experiences, but we just wouldn't have one negative thing after negative thing happen or one catastrophic thing happening after another. If we were using our expectations right, if we were being the chief operative power that we're supposed to be and dictating our expectations, what we desire to happen, what we require to happen, will be totally different. So this deals with mindset. It deals with attitude, and it deals with mood, emotions, and feelings. Um, we're going to have to get beyond five-sensory data or our five senses, meaning hear, see, smell, taste, and touch, our environment. You know, these things are dictating to us what's happening, but we should be dictating to environment and to our five senses what we require to happen, what we desire to happen, what we want to see happen. And it is through writing down our beliefs and writing down our thoughts and writing down our expectations that we it will be revealed to us what is actually happening and then how reality really works and what the creation process really is. And on top of this, we'll begin to comprehend and understand that it is through 100% responsibility, 100% of personal accountability that we can begin to change our life, begin to transform our life into the life and lifestyle that we really desire, what we would like and what we would love. And this is how it works. We have to begin to work through our beliefs and work through our thoughts, and work through our expectations with the understanding that thoughts, beliefs, and expectations are all around us. That's what environment is. And environment is giving our five senses feedback. And we have the power of choice to choose how we interpret these experiences. And then if the experiences are not quite the way that we desire them to be, we can go in and re-engineer them through working with our thoughts, working with our beliefs, working with our expectations, and taking inspired action. There is more tools and resources above and beyond our five senses. We have the sixth sense, which is faith which also trickles down into imagination, intuition, memory, perception, reason, and will. And all of these things evolve around mindset, attitude, and habitual mood. There is a such thing as 
flow state. You know, flow state is when we're operating out of pure love. You know, there is no fear. There is no anxiety. There is no fretting. There is no weary. There is no disappointment. We're able to operate calmly, peacefully, with serenity and tranquility. And it's, it's automatic. It's like being on automation. It's autotelic. It's being in the zone. You know, this is when we realize that everything is right here, right now. And when we enter these states, it becomes clear to see how we were not aware of ourselves. We was asleep. And when you're in the flow state, you are awakened. This is when you will begin to see the benefits of working with your belief, working with your thoughts, working with your expectations, and beginning to work with faith understanding that faith is a well-oiled machine and that faith does not come back until the job is done. See, when you become aware or when you are awakened, you begin to feel different. You begin to believe different. You begin to think different. You begin to expect different. You're going to have to understand that you have to change in order to transform. You have to change in order to transform. You have to change in order to transform. How do you change? By switching and saying, I am deserving of all the good things. I am worthy of all the good things. I am enough. 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 If there's something that you desire to be present in your life and that thing is not present, you haven't cultivated and nurtured the right beliefs. So until you cultivate and express the right beliefs, you cannot possess these things. And that's what self-awareness is about. When you become self-aware, you understand, you comprehend that you are deserving, that you are worthy of, and that you are enough. And you begin to love yourself, and you begin to forgive others of all the transgressions. You operate out of a place of pure love and you forgive them because you're not going to let something outside yourself block your flow. So being in the state of flow, your desires, because of who you have become, begin to flow towards you. You know, finances begin to flow to and through you. Opportunities begin to come to and be expressed through you. You know, it's almost like you think it's magic or you had a secret genie that snapped the fingers. 
But no, what's happening is on a deeper level, you've went to where 95% of the power is. You went to the subconscious mind. You went to the subjective mind. You went to the unconscious mind, and you begin to purge out the things that are no longer serving you. You begin to kick out the disempowering beliefs, and you begin to filter in the empowering beliefs so that you may begin to show up as the person that you really are, the person that you truly are, the person that you always desire to be. And so then externally, because this has been projected on the screen of space, everyone begins to react to you as your higher self. I mean, opportunities begin to flow your way. Um, the right people that support your vision begin to show up. Finances begin to flow your way. I mean, it's like magic. Everything you touch turns to gold, begins to happen. And it's because you have become self-aware. And you've become self-aware by learning out how reality, learning how reality works, learning how the creation process works. And all it took for you was a pen and paper and beginning to write down your beliefs, beginning to write down your thoughts, beginning to write down your expectations with the understanding that everyone, everything is fighting you for your mind. And you were giving the two gifts, your mind and speech. It's like being on Autobahn, you know, the news, billboards, radio, people, supervisors, peers, perfect strangers in passing. Everyone's fighting you for space in your mind, space in your awareness. So you have to get crystal clear about who you are and what you desire. And you can only do that by working in a quiet environment, writing down your beliefs and writing down your thoughts and writing down your expectations, becoming clear on your vision and writing down the important factors for yourself. You know, is having fun important? Is a lot of space important? Is Having a business partner important. You just basically become totally clear on what you have to have, the non-negotiables, and then you just begin to work forward one step at a time. Why? How? Because you've become self-aware. You have become to your wit's end about living the way that you were previously living. And you've made up your mind and you've made a decision that you're not going to live that way anymore and that you are being awakened and you're becoming aware of your higher self. You're becoming aware of your potentialities. You're becoming aware of your possibilities. And you're becoming goal, result, and outcome-oriented. You know, you're taking back control of your time. You're taking back control of your space. You're taking back control of your feelings and emotions. You're taking control of your believing. You're taking control of your thoughts. You said enough is enough. And you said and declared, declared and decreed 
that I am enough. I am more than enough. And then you begin to set these targets. You begin to set these goals. You begin to set these objectives with timelines. And then you begin to set daily inspired actions that you take. And then it becomes fun for you because you figure out what you're doing and you begin to comprehend and understand that you can have whatever you truly desire and that you can attract the toys and material things that you've always desired. And once you get the belief that, hey, that's not for an elite group, it's for me, things begin to happen. Things begin to shift. Stuff begins to show up. You become the chief operative power. You become the chief executive officer, the chief financial officer of your life. And things begin to become fun again because you figured out how reality works. You figured out how the creative process works. And because you've become self-aware through dissecting and identifying your beliefs, thoughts, and expectations, you begin to set your life and your journey on a whole new course. And that course is called Change and Expands into Self-Transformation. It is through awareness that these things begin to work on your behalf instead of working against you when you figure out how reality works and how the creation process works. and how entering into the flow state and practicing the art of allowing and the art of receiving is a game changer. Learning to function higher than five sensory data or the five senses of see, smell, hear, taste, and touch begin to operate with your tools and resources in your tool belt you know, imagination, intuition, memory, perception, reason, and will, and beginning to understand that you're not vulnerable. You're a victor. You're a champion. You're a winner, and that you are enough. And you begin to work with your speech. You begin to work with your believing. You begin to work with your thinking. And you begin to work with your expectations because you are aware and you've had the aha moment, like, oh, this is what's been going on. I've been working the negative side of it. Now I'm going to work the positive side of this and see where it leads me. You get back on your journey, and you declare, I got this. I got this. I got this. I am enough. I am more than enough. I am deserving of good stuff. I am deserving of good things. I determine who I show up as. I determine who I show up as. I determine who I show up as. This is what happens when you become aware, when you become self-aware or aware of self, or you become aware of your self-concept. Continue to work with this. Your initial rating, if you continue to work with this information day in and day out, you can migrate towards that perfect 10. 
become the observer and daily make it an objective to be constantly, consistently aware. Be awake. Don't be asleep. Be awake. Discover the power of positivity. Identify your gifts. Then plan and execute your passion. And ultimately, thrive exponentially in life and most importantly in business on Sudden Eye Impact with your host, with your host, Lee, your host, Lee, your host, Lee, your host, Lee. Your host, Lee. Your host, Lee.